0: What's up, what's up, mi gente? Um, welcome, queens. Bienvenidas, reinas. If we got any kings listening, I appreciate you for tuning in. Y si tenemos algunos reyes ahí escuchando, gracias por estar conmigo el día de hoy. So welcome to Letters to My Daughters. I'm your host, Claudia. For those of you that don't know me, I'm a full-time realtor out in Columbia, South Carolina. I'm also a full-time assistant to one of the owners of the brokerage that I hang my license at. And on top of all of that, I am a full time mother of three super energetic, super outspoken, and super opinionated little girls. So my life is pretty hectic and really, really busy. But I chose to create letters to my daughters because I wanted there to be a safe space where women could come in and they could share their stories, they could share their experiences, they could share, you know, the lessons that they learned while going through that experience. Uh, any advice that they would give, the knowledge and wisdom that they gained, and also any resources that they're willing to share with somebody going through, you know, a similar situation. Uh, I'm a huge, huge believer that through our stories, we could really help others, we can motivate them, we can inspire them, and even help them get through a situation that they might be going through in their lives. So um, I think that whenever we go through something, a lot of the times we feel like we've we're going through it by ourselves that our lives are collapsing around us and it's just like this really dark place but we don't realize that sometimes you know someone has already gone through something similar and they were in that dark place at one point in their life but they got out of it and they're striving they survived the chaos and they're doing really well I think that you know a lot of the issues that we go through Um, We go through them and then it makes us stronger in the end. So other than that, I also created Letters to My Daughters because of the fact that I do have three little girls. One day they're going to want to hear my voice and they're going to want some advice from me. And I won't be there to give it to them, unfortunately. So I'm hoping that Letters to My Daughters becomes so impactful that one day if I'm not there to give them any advice, they can go back to one of the episodes and that episode could help them get through whatever obstacle that they're going through at that current time. So let's get into today's episode. So today's episode is called Caged and Rock Bottom. So I'm just going to let you guys know a little bit about my story. Um, Three years ago, I went through a huge change in my life. I mean, my life changed drastically and I hit rock bottom quick and hard. Let me tell you, it was the, I mean, I'm still getting through it and I'm still growing through the situation that I was put in three years ago, but I've learned a lot. And so, you know, I'm a huge believer that with everything bad that happens, there's always something good that accompanies it. So three years ago, prior to the situation, I lived a pretty basic, normal, regular life. I was a um, military spouse. I followed my husband wherever he was stationed. I took care of our daughters. I cooked, I cleaned. I mean, I worked a full-time job, sometimes, you know, more than 12 hours a day. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty regular. I didn't do nothing super exciting or anything like that. So um, I was then notified that my husband was going to be court-martialed. And on April twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen, to be exact, he was court-martialed, um, ultimately found guilty, and sentenced to seven years in a military prison. So I felt like I was in the twilight, twilight zone. Like I was not prepared to go through this. Like I hadn't. I mean, if you would have told me three years ago that my husband was gonna get you know, locked up and incarcerated and I was going to have to raise our family by myself, I probably would have laughed and been like, ain't hey, no way. There's absolutely no way that that could happen to me, but it happened. So I remember uh, at the time I was pregnant with our youngest, I was about six months pregnant or so, and um, there was a lot of things that were omitted from me because of the fact that I was pregnant and they were trying not to stress me out. Or stress the baby out and things like that. However, while going through the court martial, I found out a lot of things that I didn't know about. So there was a lot of emotions that I was going through at the time. I was angry. I, was, I felt super betrayed on all levels. But I think the emotion that really overshadowed everything else was sadness. Just because, you know, I'm a woman and I understand how important it is for... A little girl to have her father in her life, you know. Um, your dad is your first example of what a man should be like, and a, and that's super important. You know what I mean. Your dad puts you on game on things that you know your mother can't. So it, it sucked because I knew that. It wasn't because he was trying to not be there for them. He had no choice but to leave. So my daughters have been without a father for three years. And as a matter of fact, our youngest daughter hasn't even met him before. So um, it, that's really, really what hurt me the most. And I mean, I was destroyed after that court martial. I felt like I, I couldn't I couldn't even fathom like going through life without him. Because even though I worked full time, I made my own money and everything like that, he was really the head of the household and all I was was the support. Whatever he had going on, I was I was there backing him up 100 percent, you know, and so I had to change my mindset from the support to the provider and that was that was a really hard transition to go through because I really thought you know something was gonna happen and he was gonna get out and he was gonna save me from this situation. Um and, and that's not the case I had to save myself so after the court martial um I had to put on a brave face I had to go to the um to the daycare pick my daughters up and explain to them in the most Easiest way possible that they weren't going to see their daddy again So at the time he and I agreed that we wouldn't tell anybody what happened that we would just say that, you know He was overseas and hopefully, you know Something would happen appeals would go through or parole would go through and he wouldn't be there the entire seven years Honestly, I thought that maybe a year and then that would be it but it didn't happen that way so If you know me personally, and you're listening to the story, you've probably heard that story come from me that, um, oh yeah, he's overseas. He's not going to be here for another 18 months. And you've probably heard that from me every single year. (laughs) Um, so surprise, he's not overseas. He's incarcerated. Um, and it was just something that at the time he didn't want me to share with anybody. And honestly, it really wasn't anyone's, um, business really what was going on in my personal life. I'm choosing to share it now because I know that there's women out there that are going through something similar and why not share my story and why not share how I was able to overcome. I'm still overcoming it and I'm still trying to dig myself out of the hole or climb myself out of this hole, but um but I'm doing it. And so it's not the end of the world and I feel a lot a lot better. About the situation than when I did three years ago. So after the court martial, I was super depressed. I mean, I felt like a zombie. Thankfully, we had a couple that stayed with the, that stayed with me. Very close friends of ours, um, and they really, I mean, they picked up the slack. They cooked, they cleaned, they motivated me to get out of bed. They motivated me to eat. John, Josie, if you guys are listening. I appreciate you guys so much. You guys were there for me in one of my darkest moments. Um, And I don't think anybody has seen me that broken the way y'all saw me. And you guys really helped me put back together a few of the pieces. So um, after they left, a couple days later, my mom came to Colorado Springs. The intention of her coming was to make sure that we packed up my house, got rid of as much as possible and I was supposed to move to Columbia, South Carolina. Now that right there was a really hard pill to swallow because I was 27 years old at the time, right? And I had a family. <laughs> I mean, I was super comfortable in my two-story, four-bedroom house. And I had to sell a lot of my stuff and put a lot of my stuff in storage that's still in storage right now. And I had to move into my mom's house and share a bedroom with my daughters. <laughs> Whew, super tough pill to swallow. I felt like a failure. I felt like I should have I should have known that this was happening. I was upset with Tony because I wanted him to like why why didn't you prepare me for something like this, especially because he knew that he was under investigation and all of that for <laughs> about a year already and there was no preparation for it. So, and and if you know me, I hate feeling like I'm unprepared. I like overthink everything. So when I'm when I feel unprepared, I feel um Unstable and I don't like to feel like that. So, this was a really hard pill for me to swallow. It wasn't until I reached a time of accepting where I was at and accepting the situation that things got better for me. My mindset started shifting. Um, Thankfully, God placed amazing people in my life that continue to motivate me and inspire me and that have helped me get out of my comfort zone. And they don't know this, but they definitely helped build me up and helped put back together the pieces and help me figure out who i was because i really did lose myself in my marriage and in my family and um now i am a lot more confident than what i was it, i mean it was a crazy journey but like i said with everything that bad that happens something good comes out of it too so um after i moved to columbia south carolina I decided that I needed a change. How can I change my life for the better? I uh, was still pregnant with my with my third child, and um, I decided to go into real estate school. So right after I got out of real estate school, about a week later, I gave birth to my youngest. So I took about three months to really get adjusted to being a mother of three, and you know take care of my newborn baby. And then after that, I went ahead and took my real estate exam. I passed it and I started on my journey of being a realtor, which was also a difficult one. I mean, just because of the simple fact that like once you become a business owner, once you get into the rare realm of entrepreneurship, like your whole mindset has to change, especially if you're somebody who is used to working a nine to five. You clock into your office. You do your job during the amount of time that you're scheduled to be there you clock out and you leave work at home, and you go and you go home. Real estate is a lifestyle. You don't, you can't leave work at home. Like you will receive calls at ten o'clock at night. You will receive text messages. You're gonna receive emails, and you're constantly on your phone all the time. So um, that was something that was it took some getting used to, but. Honestly, becoming a realtor has really helped me out a lot because like I said, I was a very shy person. I was more in like to myself, but being a realtor, you really have to put yourself out there. And so it helped build my confidence up. It helped, you know, it helped, it helped me really figure out what it is that I like to do and, you know, what I love and everything. And so it, it I mean, I'm telling you, this whole journey has been pretty crazy it's been a roller coaster ride but you know what i'm really thankful that i went through it because had i not gone through this situation i probably wouldn't be the person that i am right now i've discovered that i'm a lot stronger than what i give myself credit for i've discovered my worth and the things that i'm not going to allow to happen in my life um now i mean i'm in a better place mentally I'm in a better place financially than what I was three years ago when all of this happened. And I'm overall a lot more at peace and a lot more happier than what I was. So that's my story. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'm so excited for the second episode to come out. We'll get into a little bit more detail about you know that role switch and um, the resources that I, I researched a lot about my husband's situation. We'll get a little bit more into that in the second episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. And yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing week. I appreciate you and I'll talk to you later.